friends, welcome back to my dish dish. Hey everyone. It is Mackenzie Wood and Will Johnston. And we're here with episode six of My Dish Dish. We're very excited. We first of all, we can't believe we're six. We six are at in. episode six, ladies Woo-hoo! and gentlemen. Claps. Yay! Claps all around. We are very, very excited to have our second special guest. And again, this guest format is where we're gonna be going with with this podcast for the next little bit um and the beautiful thing about that is twofold one we get to bring our friends in but two people seem to have all kinds of stories about china and about flatware that they can't wait to tell and we freaking love it but before we introduce our guests, just remind you, you are listening to My Dish Dish, which we are focused around China patterns, the stories behind it, and the families that love it and want to celebrate it. So if this is your first podcast, make sure you go back to MyDishDish.com and check out others. Mackenzie, take it away. Who, who's here today? We have a good friend of mine, Michelle Morgan, who is here with us and um, Michelle and I have been friends for a super long time and Michelle is sort of secondarily an inspiration for this podcast because when Will and I started talking about it, it took me back to a conversation, a series of conversations Michelle and I had probably four or five summers ago about the how families and flatware intersect and sort of the gothic macabre nature of Southern families and how that plays out in how dishes get distributed and how they get sent through through the family chain. So we would love to welcome you, Michelle. Hello. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Will. Hello. Welcome, I love welcome. This. This is so exciting. <laughs> and Michelle responded when we invited her to be on the podcast as our second guest. She responded with my be- the best email ever. She was like, Holy shit! This is the best thing! And we were Where like, has this been all my life? It's Please great. give me an yes. outlet to talk about things that I don't otherwise get to talk about. And then Michelle and Will actually have a fun little a fun little intersectional story. So all f- it's amazing. Atlanta is the biggest, smallest city you're ever going to live in. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Michelle and I knew each other. We had circles. It's all about the circles. We're like, like we, a Venn diagram. Exactly. And for a long time, we didn't overlap, and then we did. Then we did. And so Michelle and I actually met about two or three years ago. Happenstance, just we are at an event outside. It was uh, in passing. We exchanged emails. I emailed her. She never emailed me back. But like it's the okay. Worst. The universe said now. Nah. So you were neighbors and it didn't work out. You were both in the housing space. It didn't work out. It had it had to do with, with flatware, with it, dishes. It, it the dishes brought you together. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that, feels, that feels right. It feels just obscure enough that it's a way funnier story. <laughs> so, speaking of dishes. Okay. Uh, yes. Michelle, what did we eat dinner off tonight? So we had dinner off of a pattern called Royal Copenhagen, and it's a blue-fluted mega is the name of the pattern. Um, there are lots of different versions of Royal Copenhagen fluted blue, full lace, half lace, yada, yada, yada. But this is the one that's like uber modern looking. And this is your wedding china, yes? It is my wedding china. Mm-hmm. I picked it out with my lovely husband, Jim, who's the nicest, hey, Jim. nicest person you've ever met in your life. Um, and he also happens to sell wine, which a lot of my friends think is a really and added. I kind of, um, I should have, we should have asked for for the yeah. for the gym wine section, but we did. Well, he asked me Next when I was time. getting out of the car, like, so you brought all this food? Did you get any wine? And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I almost brought I almost brought box wine to the table. I'm like, that's oh, is that is Michelle mm-hmm. even that? I but you, you, I don't know anything about wine. <laughs> I know. But, so you brought something special, also. Yeah. You brought two. You brought two 
pieces for us. Yeah, yeah. The so, dishes, and then... So the dishes are sitting on these really great placemats. They're from Anthropology. I actually think my lovely aunt, um, Elizabeth, gave these to me for Christmas. Um, they're pictures of diner scenes, and they're paper, and they come in this pad that looks like a notepad, and you peel them off. Um, and they're so great. These are my favorite to use for dinner parties. So we did the Royal Copenhagen Blue Fluted Mega on these anthropology sort of modern yeah. place paper placemats, which were very cool. Well, and also check out the photos at mydishdish.com. It'll be on this podcast blog episode. And, you know, and we had a lovely dinner, which also we were not expecting, but Michelle just rolled out the carpet and brought everything. So she brought the dishes, she brought the food. So I'm uh, kind of obsessed with entertaining. So yeah. good. And we, we like those people. We yes. really, really like those Michelle's people. Michelle's response email to our invitation was, so I have an idea if you would like to use it, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Here's the chicken I always make. So tell us a little bit. Yes, yeah, so we, we ate on the Royal Copenhagen Blue Fluted Mega yes. on these really cool modern photos. Yes. Um, and what did you make? We, this was, Michelle made, not Will made. Yeah, which I is, did not which cook is a whole tonight. Thing. So this is a stuffed chicken recipe, and this is my like go-to for dinner parties because it's one of those things that's actually relatively easy to make, but it always, it, I've never had it not turn out. And I have left out ingredients. Tonight I almost <laughs> left out the time. Um, and I just like threw it in at the you last minute. You didn't have time for it? <laughs> wah, wah. Thank you. Um, and then week. one night I think I actually left out like the... the chicken? No. The, no, not really <laughs> out the chicken. But I've... And like the chicken, you'll see in the recipe online, like it's stuffed with bread. We used gluten-free bread. You couldn't even tell it was gluten-free. So it was a gluten-free meal. It yeah. was a complete gluten-free meal. And not, folks, not dairy-free. Um, and I will not say like free. Michelle did bring the recipe book that she yes. she uses she's been using since when I believe I bought this in 1993 in Auburn Alabama um, at the what's called the Johnston and Malone bookstore who I bought tons and tons of books from Aww. and I love them they're so great family owned well shout out to them mm-hmm. but this lovely recipe comes from the impatient gourmet <laughs> by I want to say Billy and Beery Willis and Margaret Evans Jeffcoat and if you flip it over, I think it's from Wilton, Connecticut, oddly enough. It is from Wilton, Connecticut. Which, it, for anybody who is a devotee of baking as opposed to cooking, Wilton is the home of the Wilton company that makes all of the cake decorating. Fascinating, <laughs> folks. We just gone into our 80th, you know, podcast right there. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah. let, so just to skip for it, what the we're other thing to remark is that this meal was the first thing from a recipe we've eaten in this podcast. Yeah, in this podcast, <laughs> usually it is a we call them kitchen sink, and that's when you know you kind of like you figure out as you go. But I, I was also pointed out it's more like a what you got in the cupboard, you right, know. So right. like fridge and cupboard recipe. So it's like I got this, I got that. You know what? We're gonna make. Spumoni, you know, I don't know. Those are the best cooks. Like, my grandmother could walk into a kitchen that you thought didn't have any food in it and make a 12 course meal. And you thought, like, how did you do that? But I mean, she was just. And then she served them on. Oh, my grandmother, she had. uh, It's not Haviland. I can never remember the name of the pattern because Haviland is the French version, but there is an English version that looks very similar, and that was her china pattern. Well, we will call. 
that up eventually. <laughs> right. But let's Michelle's focus on Michelle. Let's Michelle's focus on Michelle. So right. that, that pattern is coming to me in the next few weeks because my mom is cleaning out her house. <laughs> oh my gosh. So well, we are going to have you back again and again and yes. again. You're going to be a regular. I got like seven patterns. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. So we'll pivot back to the Royal Copenhagen. Okay. We, in our, our first appreciation of it, will be the 30 second description. But before the 30 before second. The 30 second yeah, sorry, but, folks. We did okay. also have a lovely salad with the oh, stuffed yes, chicken. Oh, it was delicious. So, Mackenzie, please uh, give us a little... A very simple top salad. I had celery and red pepper and avocado, and I just chopped it up into to bite-sized pieces with a vinaigrette that included mayonnaise. So it was um, the ingredients in a traditional vinaigrette, olive oil, mustard, and... Olive oil, and balsamic vinaigrette with mayonnaise so it made it a little bit creamier mm. and th- the the trick with that is you really can put whatever crudite vegetables you have if you chop them small enough if we get had onions i would have put them in there but i didn't have them almost threw apples in there but it was really celery red pepper and a little bit of avocado and it just added it added enough and it added a little bit of um tang because it was a little bit the the chicken dish was very creamy well also for the food obsessed out there because it has mayo and avocado in it it's like practically keto Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a keto meal tonight. We had a very keto. We had a gluten-free keto meal keto tonight. Meal. All right. So, all right. So, all the tags. On to our regular schedule program. On to okay. our regular schedule. So, I do believe, whose ta- who's turn is it? 30 second challenge. I'll time you. Yeah. All right. I think you time, I'll talk. Okay. Uh huh. Oh. All right. What Perfect. That's what I thought. Yes, I think okay. you too. So, all right. I am going to set this yeah. up. And in three, Two, one. So what I'm looking at, Michelle's brought us uh, several pieces of this. There's a dinner plate, a bowl, a cup, and a little saucer. And so what's interesting, there's beyond. So there's two things. One is the color, very bright white with a um, a blue pattern, blue sort of botanical pattern that's really sort of um, zoomed out. So it's not really detailed. It's not really tight. But what's also interesting is there's a bunch of raised ridges on the edge and then in the middle on all three. Three, two, one. One sec. And there's also a little flower. um, So it's a lot of leaf, a tiny little bit of flower. Um, And so what I'm going to do is actually pivot from the 30-second challenge where we described it. Oh, wait. We didn't talk about the back. The, the back, back is gorgeously big. Because mm-hmm. um, so these are hand-painted. That's going to be two things. So one of them, the what we just described is actually an, a blown-up version yeah. of the original Royal Copenhagen Blue Fluted. So the mega means that they took the pattern... Like they, they took the pattern and they zoomed in and then they expanded it exponentially and popped it on some, some plates. And so this is their modern version of this. The Royal Copenhagen Company started in the late 1700s in um, Denmark. It was originally part of the royal family's China. And they have, they're st- that, so the Royal Copenhagen Company is still in business. And what they did in the early 2000s was revamp it for the modern world. So they took this old, gorgeous, really well, um, really well-respected and, and well-loved sort of version of China, and they they 
reappropriated the size, so it became this beautiful, interesting um, version of it. And Michelle's going to talk about why they picked it and and what what drew them to it. But so what we're seeing is like a piece of this really old, unique china and that came actually out of the Ming and um, Qing dynasty in China. The the Danes were like, we really like the blue. We really like the intricacy of this this pattern from the Chinese that they probably saw in the late 1600s, early 1700s. And so it, it, it lived in the Royal Den, I'm sorry, Royal Copenhagen world as much smaller and, and, but it's blue and white, much smaller for a long, long time. And then someone at William and Sonoma and somewhere else decided they were going to make it really, I'm sorry, someone at, Royal Copenhagen yeah. said they were going to shift it and make it big, and then they're selling it at places like William Simone, Sonoma. And so all of a sudden it's becoming, it's having a second life, which is really quite cool. And on the back of this, which is a little different than the pieces that we've seen before, which are much smaller stamps, almost much smaller stamps that are almost, um, that are uses import stamps this is the the back of these pieces are, are actually part of the design in that they say royal copenhagen they say hand painted since 1776 but they're they're very large and they're part of the design and i feel like michelle has a thing that she wants to they have scaled if you look at the back of the dinner plate what they did was they actually took the mark from the original china mm-hmm. and scaled it up and so if you have oh. the original pattern, there's this little three waves and then the initials of whoever painted it. That's cool. Um, and then on the back of this, the there are eight different versions of the pattern, right? You can see, like, these these two plates don't match, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the pattern's taken from different areas. Right. And it's then, not the same pattern repeated yeah. on one individual plate, but it, it is several patterns of the bigger pattern that they blew up yeah. mm-hmm. on several plates. So you can see the mark for which pattern it is. This oh, is a two, right? Interesting. And then this number down here, I think, is the employee number for the painter, if I remember correctly. But this has been scaled up mm-hmm. the same scale that the front of the plate is. That's now, cool. That's not true on all the pieces, but it is true for the dinner plate size. And so, yeah. again, what's interesting is that, that that mark on the back, which was a utilitarian thing for a long, long time, in, in this particular pattern has actually become part of the art, artistic mm-hmm. value of it. Yeah, so absolutely. That's my that's my story about the history of this. And I'm, we're going to kick it over to Michelle and talk about how how she got these, yeah, where, what they and are. How and the why. And, yeah. You know, so, Michelle... Give us your story, girl. Give us your story. Okay, so I grew up... Dish. Dish on your dishes. Dish on your dishes. I grew up as a certain kind of girl in the South. In Alabama. No, in Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. Um, I'm from... Close to Alabama, Close to Alabama. I'm from Sonoy, Georgia, population 900. Um, That's a good number. Both of my parents are from Atlanta, and uh, I grew up in a, you know, a certain kind of house where, like... What you learn about is, like, engraved stationery and china and how to wear gloves and matching your shoes with your bag and things like that. A lot of things that have really kind of, to a degree, if you employ them in the right way, they seem super stylish. If you don't, you seem super dated, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, like, that's one of the things I love about this concept of this podcast, right? Is this, this old traditional thing talked about in this brand new way. And I feel like that sort of describes almost everything about me as a person and kind of about my relationship with my husband. So I remember being in my 20s, and I mean, I think I got to like 26, 27, and my mom's like, oh boy, you're never going to get married. I guess we should go ahead and pick out some china. And I was really adamant. I, um, I was adamant from the from childhood about many things with my mother, but that China was something I was going to pick out with my spouse because it was going to be something that was not about me coming into a relationship, but about us. And um, Jim and I met in 2006. We were teaching at the Governor's Honors Program, so nerd camp for high school students. Um, I was the design instructor. And not in your 20s. Not in my 20s. I was 35, I think. So, I mean, your mom like, had been like pushing the China patterns for 10 uh, years at that point. Uh, she was like Scarlett O'Hara waiting for me, like, oh my God, I got to farm these potatoes until my daughter gets married, right? <laughs> so, I mean, she was probably like dying inside thinking, never, never, right? Um, and I had, according to her, thrown back a lot of good ones. Um, I, would, <laughs> I would argue. Y'all, it. this isn't like the 90s and 2000s. This isn't like 1965. Like, this is. But this doesn't, is, it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Like it sounds like it, yes. It actually sounds like 1955. Like if we get real honest about it, Michelle's a contemporary. Just <laughs> I'm only however old I am today. I don't even know. I, um, but yeah, so Jim, Jim and I met in 2006. We were teaching at Governor's Honors. I had been a student there, um, and we met. He was the brass instructor for the orchestra, and I was the design instructor. Um, and we have, from the very beginning, had kind of a non-traditional, traditional relationship. Like, I think if people see us coming, they're like, oh, tall guy, square jaw, um, like super normal looking. And then I'm sort of like a smaller, cute-ish, like red-headed girl. Like, we look super normal, right? Um, but we wanted a different life. Like, we live in a loft in Midtown and... You know, we don't have a lot of cars, but we travel a lot. And we just, we wanted a more curated experience. And I think that, so how did that play into how you pictured, when you got, when you decided to get married, Yeah. how did that play into your China selection? So it's like, you know, just like with any wedding, uh, it's the intersection of all the family shit and then all the stuff you want to do as a couple. And this is, Jim says it so eloquently. He's like, this is your moment to choose your spouse over your family. And so that's what you did with your China. Sort of. Sort of. So okay. we went, the, the, I think we have a happy medium between the two. He's from Dallas. He's from Highland Park in Dallas. And so, of course, we went to Neiman Marcus to go look at China, right? Cause that's in Atlanta or in Dallas? In Dallas. Okay. Because that's what you do, right? And so we're looking around, and he says, I don't want anything with gold on it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you have just eliminated literally 50% of the China in the store. And then he says, I don't want anything with flowers on it. Part of it is the um, elimination process. Right. Right? Okay. Right? It's yeah. a huge part of it. So want he wants a white plate. <laughs> well, and I said, oh, do you want something nice and plain? Because there are plenty. And I was like, we could get some nice plain white plates and have a nice hand-painted monogram on it. Now, I know, when we walked into Neiman Marcus, I knew the name and provenance of every china pattern in that store right because <laughs> that's the kind of house i grew up in right um and so he's like i don't know i don't know so we saw these two they were kind of next to each other in a corner and one of them had this weird line drawing it was gorgeous 
of a black tree on it that was kind of asymmetrical. And then next to it was the pattern that we ultimately picked, which is this Royal Copenhagen. And so we sat there staring at these two patterns. They were both like gorgeous, kind of pricey, right? Like they're on the upper upper half of the spectrum of cost of China, maybe. Um, and then they, but I kept thinking, Oh my God, I've had all these great dinner parties with all these really fabulous people who were so happy. They're going to sit down at our table and see these black trees and die inside. <laughs> <laughs> so it spoke to you in a visceral way in the yes. movie Marcus in Dallas. It did. And I think like, yes. Jim could not necessarily, see, he could see the plate and think like, oh, I like this. It's happy. It's asymmetrical. It's fun. It's different. It's like, it's fancy, but it's not buttoned up yes right which is like very much like we like to do awesome fun stuff but we are not buttoned up you know but well he makes gold and flowers so buttoned up was sort (laughs) of well in in the far distance he he may or may not have known this but like we were not coming out of there with any china with golden flowers on it anyway so (laughs) if he had said like i love this golden flower i'd be like you have no you know what i need is something floral (laughs) yes i think that will just be lovely and compliment my lifestyle i think that will really go with all my plaid sweaters yes (laughs) yeah so that so that's kind of but it really was i mean i did my very best knowing a ton about china and having a lot of opinions and like I was like, oh, this is what I want for my breakfast china, and this is what I want for my dinner china, and this is what I want for my lunch in china. And, like, but just leaving all of that at the door of Neiman Marcus and walking in with this, like, wonderful person I was going to spend my life with to say, like, we are looking for something that is about us and the life that we are going to make together. And that's what we picked out, and we love it. Tell us that's amazing, and oh. it's such a good story. And I love it so much. I know. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are crying over China right now, and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. This, is a, um, this is the second guest we've made cry. I know. Oh, no, yeah, Allie cried last week. It was amazing. Well, so tell us about how you guys use this. So we do like to have dinner parties. We have not, as of late, had as many as like I used to host a, a Tuesday night dinner party. For, Would you brilliant. pull out the nice china? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Why? Um, because. What, I mean, what else is it for, right? So like, Will and Michelle, not only have we are been, kindred spirits, they've been oh, circling yes. each other for ten years, nice. but they also share the 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 mandate to pull your shit out of the cupboard. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, We've been everyday China that like we literally use every day. And then right, yeah. but but as we were discussing earlier, while we were cooking and getting ready for dinner. Why? Why do we do this? Because, okay, so there's something magical about inviting somebody over to your house, right? Like, I'm a cancer in terms of my astrological sign. So, like, I'm a nester. Covered in crabs, y'all. Gonna stay at home. Gonna stay at home. Gonna stay at home. I'm gonna stay at home. Come to me. You come over. Yes. Exactly, right? I have been, and I mean, this is kind of a shout out to all of my lovely girlfriends over the course of my life. I have somehow always been the magnet that pulled people toward me. Um, but you invite somebody into your home and when you come to my house, I want you to feel so comfortable and so relaxed and so at ease. And at the same time, I want you to know I went all out for you and that this means something to me. Like you made all this effort to come to me. I'm going to make all this effort to make this wonderful experience for you. But also make it look like it was nothing. Well, that it was like... 
it's everything an elevated, and nothing all at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. You've got that the, the the two sides of, you know, I am pulling out these dishes that mean so much to my husband and I, or or my family, or or my favorite candlesticks that like one of his mom's friends gave us that I adore. But they have like IKEA candles in them. Who right? cares? That just burn down and drip wax all over the place. <laughs> Whatever. The Whatever. Who cares? So, do you think people know? So, okay. So, my question, because I think that you two share a very deep, important sort of d- tap root in terms of this mm-hmm. this sort of dishware story. Do you think people? Oh, I'm sorry. Is is it because people know that you've added an extra layer of care to a, a table, or is it? Because you know you've added an extra layer of care. Like where? It's both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's when you're getting ready for people to come over. If you're like, I spend time setting the table, right? Arranging the flowers. Yes. Like I do silly things like make sure that the (laughs) like I love the matches from King and Duke in Buckhead. Yes. Because they're pale (laughs) blue and they look really good with this china and these paper placemats. <laughs> and so every time I go in King and Duke, I steal like five boxes of them, steal next to the register. You get them because you eat, eat there. Exactly. So it's part of the They're prepaid, the right? Yeah. Prepaid. Comes with the food. Right. So, but I like shove some in my purse on the way in. I shove some more in my purse on the way out. Brilliant. I right? need to start using a purse. The other place is Bread and Butterfly because the green Ooh. on there. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, take notes. <sighs> take notes. When you're in Atlanta, they have amazing matches mm-hmm. at these different restaurants. And they're not cheap matches. No. They're wood matches. Matches and they're not in a fold-over BS. No, in a box. No, they're in a nice. Yeah, your matches suck. Mm -hmm. Move from matches back to right. Okay, (laughs) so you know I want people to know like, and I don't think people know that I might have taken forty-five minutes to set the table, but I think the energy that I left on the table Mm. as I was doing it, like caring about the people who are coming over, and. You know, thinking like, oh, my friend Sarah is going to bring her friend. And I don't know you, but I care about you because Sarah cares about you. So it's not a capital K no. It's like a lowercase k. It's like a knowing. It's like it's a like knowing. A, and I say that it, particularly in the particularly in the space of dishes because people used to capital K no. Like they would buy dishes because they knew their dinner guests would look at their dishes and be like, Oh shit, that's good enough or that's not good enough. Yes. And that's not where we are with this. Well, and there is a piece of me, and I think, Will, I got a sense of this in the pre-conversation, like, and you and I have talked about this, like, knowing the patterns. Like, there's a loveliness around, like, oh, that's a, you know, what is that? There's a pattern my cousin has that's, I think it's called strawberry and vine. Like, oh, and that's strawberry tra- and vine. traditional and it's old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or oh. if it's a tobacco leaf, you know it's probably one of three or... Yeah. And it's, or it's something that someone doesn't make or, anymore, so you know it's old. So or, there's, is there, what, yeah, there's so, a level of collector and, and, and I, I, knowing what the that item is and where it came from and the history behind it. But yeah. then there's... Then you add in, just like we were talking about earlier, the experience to the plate. Yes. So then it creates this new form of uh, ideal of what you are doing. Yeah. So you're taking the new, the old, and then, you know, also what we said is that you are basically taking the two points that define happiness. You are taking an experience and you're taking people. Right. And you are putting them together. And that's what these plates resemble. 
They do, and I honestly believe, and I can get super woohoo about this, but like, yeah, girl, get get on it. Get woohoo. These, these are objects, and when you pick them up, they're kind of heavy, but they're also somewhat porous. Like they are collecting the energy, and so I talked about this when I responded to you about being on Dish Dish. That like the the table and the plates and all of this kind of stuff. Like I have this really long history of entertaining people. And when you come to my table, you become a part of that for me. And that to me is sort of like some people have scrapbooks and some people have pictures on the wall and some people have journals and, and I have a table that has dishes that all the people that I love have eaten off of those dishes. And some, we were talking about this guy earlier that ate the chicken recipe. He's so nice and so polite. The delicious, amazing. Yes, that's on mydishdish.com. Like, creamy ass chicken recipe. Such delicious. Chicken, right? free, free. Creamy ass chicken so recipe. So he came to my loft on the West Side Highway overlooking the Hudson River in New York and years ago. Right? Years like, early ago. in your world. In like, like the late 90s. You when know? you were in your 20s and you thought the world was a whole different thing. Oh my God, I thought it was a whole different thing. And it was. Thing. The world was a whole different thing. Yeah. Pre 9 11. Pre 9 11. I mean, he wow. doesn't want to get down to the brass tacks, right? Yes. Pre 9 11. The world was different. I was still friends with all but my the friends China from college. was not, right? The China was not. So the China was not at that. I was so friends with all my friends from college, right? <laughs> I don't know yes. what that means. I don't know what that There's means. There's that moment yeah. in your life, and <laughs> where, where you're like, "Damn, I'm not friends with my friends from college anymore." It's kind of shocking. But like if I was in there, town, we'd have dinner. But we're not friends. But we're not like, or like, you live like three streets over from me, and I can't remember to call you. Thank God for and Instagram. I, and God, I used to live and die by what you said to me. But holy shit, I really don't anymore. Like you know, and it just, and then there's a time when you circle back around to those same friends, and you know, yes. and it's even sweeter the second time around. But so at 25, did you have China? Did, did you have nice China in your in your walk up on Riverside Drive? No, 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 in my in my loft on the West Side Highway. Nice, totally different from a walk up on Riverside Drive. This was an illegal commercial sublease. Nice. <laughs> on the edge of the West Village, this above a car wash. Doesn't happen in Atlanta. Y'all. I know this sounds fun. That's why we should move back. I think it was freaking amazing. So, did you have nice china for that? I had. So, I had two things. I have these. Um, they're called buffet plates from William Sonoma. Um, that my grandmother had given me 12 of when I moved into my first big girl apartment after college. Um, amazing gift. I've, I've served that chicken on those plates a thousand times. I had the table, the farmhouse table that has been with me since my first apartment. And so it, and it's got wine stains and like, I think somebody actually wrote something on it one time, which I was at the moment appalled by, but <laughs> have grown to love it every time. <laughs> Um, and then some of the candlesticks and things like that, some salt shakers. My dad gave me some weird crystal salt shakers. One's a turtle and one's a frog for Christmas <laughs> one year. <laughs> he used to call me turtle when I was a kid. Oh, so, you know, so there's just little things like that. But like, yeah, and this, this guy, this sweet, sweet guy from New Jersey who worked in the same office as my best friend from college, who I was living with at the time. Still um, friends with at the moment. No, yeah. not at all. Haven't spoken no, no, to him in years. Sorry. So oh, yes. Still friends yeah. with him then. <laughs> Haven't spoken to him in years. But um, <laughs> he, I wish I could remember the guy's name. He told me after dinner, 
I was cleaning up the plates and everybody had a little piece of string because you. T- I, it says the recipe calls for tying the chicken. No, the recipe calls well, for toothpicks. Right. But okay. Years Michelle, ago, I decided that was a pain in my ass, and I started wrapping string around it because <laughs> it was easier to keep the chicken together. Done. So just Fair. a little hint. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he very he was like, "This is the nicest dinner party I've ever been to," and I wanted to make sure I did everything. And I figured you knew more than me about food. And I had given people I had these really beautiful hand painted steak knives at that time that one of my other roommates threw in the dishwasher. Rude. <sighs> um, he used his knife to cut up the string and eat it because he didn't realize it was string. <laughs> but I was like, what a champ, man. I would invite you back to dinner anytime. Because you're, yes. You gave yourself over to the whole experience and you ate the And he trusted. he trusted. He trusted. Oh, I like that. He trusted, right? And... Like, you brought your best manners. In the same way that I bring my best dishes and my best flowers, you brought your best manners. Bless and, you. Oh, my God, you're so sweet. I love you. Uh, I love it. Let's I invited that guy back a thousand Every times. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do it real quick and talk okay. about how you take care of this stuff. So you talked about not about the steak knives in the dishwasher as a big no-no. When your grandmother's you aunt gives you hand-painted steak knives. Don't put them in the dishwasher. What do you do with, them to your, with your Royal Copenhagen? Um... So they say this can go in the dishwasher. I don't not believe, even one time. I don't believe it. And I mean, and I've got like one of those dishwashers that has like a china setting on right, it. Right, right. And you're like, no, no, not gonna do it. And this is also like, would I put my dog in the dishwasher? No. And so I'm not gonna put the china in the dishwasher either. Like this means something to me. Now those buffet plates mean a lot to me too, and I'll put those in the dishwasher every time. That's fair. But mm-hmm. I think to each their own. I mean, there right? you, you know when you know yeah. which plates are gonna be hand washed and pampered versus the ones. You know what? I love you, but you're gonna get it washed off with the hose. But but let's just be honest. You know you know that you know that you know that there are tons of people out there, and this is not a judgment on anybody. But your mom didn't tell you about your china. Right? Yes. Or you or you picked something up in a yard sale or an estate sale and you're not exactly sure what the provenance of it is. And it it might be hand painted. And if you put it in the wrong dishwasher, it only takes the one time to completely ruin it. And I don't know. I just have y'all had to replace any of these pieces? I mean you've been married ten years? Shockingly no. Wow. Congrats. Because we've replaced almost everything else, right? So We have some Riedel wine glasses. We have those original. I think they're called the O glass. Yeah. Michelle brought two actually really cool glasses. Two Riedel. Are they they're with Riedel? No. Okay. So the wine glass is Riedel. It's the stimulus O glass. We love these. Um, my parents' best friends from college bought us a set of 12 for Beautiful. a wedding gift. Opa. They knew you were going to like smash them on the floor every year. Oh, not so even. So often. Jim can't remember that when you, not to sit these in the sink and then shit, sit shit on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim. He's so great. I mean, everybody, he's like the greatest, but he didn't, he didn't grow up with dishes in the same way. And he just, he's like, well, I mean, just, just put them in the dishwasher. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> just write me a check for $40, sweetie. It's fine. Right? <laughs> right? He told me the other day that he, he wanted, there's apparently, Jim now sells wine, which he did not when we first got married. He drank Riesling and knew nothing about wine. Um, and now that he's like, me. he just got awarded Best Sommelier in Atlanta 
like back in the fall. Wow. He's the shit. Congratulations. Yeah, wow. Totally the shit. Congrats. Right? So and you're married so, to the best sommelier in Atlanta. We didn't know that. We didn't uh-huh. lead with that. And we should. We buried you're, you are my that's boyfriend's new best friend. Oh, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what a lot of people say to me. They're like, ooh, that's all. Tell us more. We should have invited Jim and made him bring some wine. We will. Right? Next, uh, time. This next is time. A bit, we're yeah. very early on in this process. Okay. So, um... Where were we going with this? We were just talking. We were talking quickly about how you take care of them. Oh yeah, which means don't put them in the dishwasher. Ooh, oh, so I Jim mean- told me the other day that there's apparently a different wine glass that is fancier than this wine glass, which is like the new wine glass that. And you're like, how dare you? And, <laughs> and I said, you know, we just bought ten new O glasses because we were having people over for Christmas. So if you can keep those alive. For five years, you can have anything you want. <laughs> nice. Yes. So Michelle is bargaining with wine glasses. Yes. She brought the fancy version of a 17th century china. Yes. And she is talking about a recipe that she's been making for 10 years. I'm very serious. For that her. What's, yes. what's great is that she's been making it for so long, and it complements the dish so well. And people ate string because it was yes. so good. Yes. <laughs> Not us, but somebody 10 years ago. I gotta find a picture of that. Oh my gosh, girl. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been our sixth episode. Yes. Michelle Morgan, thank you so, so much for joining us. You have been an esteemed guest, you brought all kinds of great stuff. Um, what was so cool, y'all, is that Michelle brought so much stuff that we're actually going to do a little supplementary episode <laughs> yes. that will also be available on the website and um, about the, the the story, the sort of the Michelle Will story about place setting and experience and love. Yeah. Yes, the, the the love of the dishes. We're just going to unpack that a little. They're going to yeah, be, yeah it's going to be a little more therapy than information, <laughs> but you, you're going to love it. Um, so we want to say thank you so much. Thank you, for, Michelle. For this is me. great. Yes. And y'all, Michelle like rocked up and cooked for us. Yes. So that was a thing too. Like, thank you so much. Don't tell anybody because I really don't cook anymore. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, um thank you for, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, folks, you know, you can find all the recipes, the pictures, the fun on mydishdish.com. Um, follow us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And um, other than that, Mackenzie. And stay tuned for episode seven. We yes. actually have the next five or six episodes, uh, not five or six, four episodes rolled out. And that's going to, we have a, a season one and there's going to be a season two. So this is a thing, y'all. Keep this is a thing. Hey, y'all. Get your dishes out. Right? Cook for people. Yeah. Call people. Hang out. And uh, show and the if, love. If you've listened to these and feel like you want to tell your story, add us on Facebook. Or, I'm sorry, add us on Instagram. Send us a note on Facebook. Like, we, this is all still a work in progress. And so we would love to have you as part of the story and part of the family. Well, there's always room for one more person at the table. There's always, always room. Before we go, Michelle, would you tell your, your mom's place setting story real quick as our closing? Which about, one? About the, the 10. Why she has 10. So my, my mom is like... A professional hostess. And I don't mean that like she's like a socialite. I just mean that like she aspires to be like the hostess, right? And she lives in a really small town. But she has 11 different uh, patterns of china. From all kinds of reasons. Like she's gotten them. She's inherited them. She's bought them. But she has 10 place settings of each one. She says, she's decided that that's the number. This is the magic number. The magic number. She told me this when I registered for China 
And I was like, well, did she tell you this when you were a child? Like when you were young? Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, so this I is think, like the narrative. Yeah. I think the first time she told me this, I can see her setting the table with, um, a blue ironstone pattern from Johnson Brothers called Coaching Scene. Damn, girl. Which I still have. <laughs> but she asked me for it back the other day, and I told her no. So, <laughs> But she says 10 is the magic number because most people have tables that you can seat eight at. You oftentimes have an extra guest, and you need one more set in case you break something. <laughs> so on that closing note, 10, ten place settings. 10. Table ten. for everyone. 10 is the number. Ten, ten, ten is, is the magic Michelle's number. mama's number. What's your mom's last name? What's the uh, your maiden name? Her name is Claudia Jones Spurlock Morgan. Oh my. So Morgan's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Spurlock Jones Morgan magic number is 10 place settings. Well, and ladies and gentlemen. Yes. com. Thank you so much. I'm Will. I'm Mackenzie. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.